day breaking away from a very busy schedule and some serious work uh, is the chief of police for the city of Tampa. Uh, chief, how are you? Hello, how are you? I'm doing doing good considering the circumstances. Um, you know, I was reading your biography just to go over it. Um, and this is Chief Brian Dickin for the people that may not know uh, who the chief of police is for Tampa. Um, I, number one, I really appreciated how well written the, uh, your official bio is on your page. Like most of those are like, well, he graduated from here and whatever, but yours is actually a story. And I thought what was interesting about the story is the the part about how you hit the ground running in in, um, in uh, was it seventeen I think was yeah you hit the he hit the ground running in twenty seventeen yes you did hit the ground running in twenty seventeen but how would you describe now I mean this is even this is ten to a hundred times crazier than your first moments um, in, in in as chief right. Yeah, you know, someone had sent me a text the other day that said, you know, you led us through Irma and through a serial killer and you can lead us through that. And it was very encouraging words. But it's this is um, something that is not necessarily a law enforcement issue. It's a public health issue, but it's certainly become a law enforcement problem from how we're communicating with our community, how we are going to, you know, educate people on the current situation and, and how we're going to keep our cops safe all at the same time. Can you update us real quick on, cause there was some bad reporting out there yesterday, I believe, uh, bad local reporting about some of your officers being exposed to coronavirus or being contracted. I think St. Pete Patch or uh, Tampa Patch had some bad numbers out there. We actually went back behind and reported the right numbers, but can you give us an update on that? Yeah, what I think, um, you know, the numbers change by the hour, literally, and, and you know, this hit, uh, hit TPD back in early March. Um, you know, we had an officer on March 15th, uh, uh, was his last day of work, and then that officer three days later came down with the symptoms. We don't know where the officer uh, may have been exposed. Um, that's really when it hit us, and so we have been monitoring from back in early March people who uh, may potentially have symptoms, may have been on uh, international travel, may have been on a cruise. You know, we're, we rely on our occupational nurse. We've been very aggressive from the beginning of monitoring our officers, one for exposure to their families, to, to each other and to the community. And so, you know, as of this morning, we have about 45 officers that we are what we call actively monitoring which means they're just, you know, they work with the occupational nurse to make sure they don't have any symptoms, they're, they're avoiding others. But then we have about, we have 30 officers now that are on quarantine. Uh, we released three to duty today. Um, so we're now at 30 that are being quarantined. You know, that, there's a difference between active monitoring and quarantine. Uh, we had an officer yesterday who tested positive um, so that has sent a shockwave through the department and I think and through the community. I think people are realizing now that this has gotten real and they're starting to pay attention to it. I, I saw um, a statistic last night out of New York where I think they said 10% of their police force had to stay home um, yesterday. I think I, I am not I think it was 9% and I don't want to I know there's a lot of statistics out there right now and people are barraged by it, but you know, I imagine 
it's very difficult for any police force, whether it be one as large as New York City's, as large as Tampa, to operate if you got 10% of your folks not able to make the call that day. Exactly. And, you know, and it's something, you know, I've been in communication with all the major city chiefs, the uh, police departments, uh, um, and we are participating and communicating with other agencies how they're doing it. But I think what's unique about law enforcement is we, by the nature of our jobs, we cannot wear protective equipment. You know, we can't wear certain gloves all the time. You have to be able to get to your gun quickly. You have to be able to um, protect yourself and protect others that, who have ill intent. And so it's very difficult for us to be able to walk around and do our jobs you know, with all this protective gear on, it doesn't doesn't really translate well into what we are required to do if we have to take some type of action. And so by the nature of our work, we do our best to do the social distancing, but that's not always possible. And so just by the way we have to do our job as cops, we are potentially going to be exposed to this virus. And there really isn't much we can do about it when it comes to quick a situation that needs quick action. All right, so how, I, I, I'm asking this amateurishly, but what are the streets like right now? Um, are people behaving a little bit better right now, or are you still having to respond to as many situations as you would normally? You know, I, you read a lot about how, like, domestic violence is going to spike right now with people uh, having to shutter in a little bit more. Um, what is it like, what's the, what's the non-coronavirus aspect of your job like right now? You know, our um, calls for service are down. I think one of the upsides to it is everybody is, uh, is a lot more people are at home. So you don't necessarily have the daytime burglaries at, at someone's residence because there's people there. Um, the concern would be what's going on in these businesses as they have to shut down, who's gonna keep an eye on them. I think we're all kind of suspecting a spike in some disturbances, domestic violence, or whatever we want to call them, because people are going to get edgy and 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 you know the stress of being cooped up in your house, the stress of potentially losing your job or not making as much money as you're used to, um, or the stress of what are the long-term ramifications of this situation. You know, I think it's it's going to be you know we're just kind of guessing on how it's going to affect people's mental health situational health and quite frankly I'm worried about my cops and their mental health and how they're responding to the stress of society and that they're under the same stress at home as everybody else is yeah I um, I you know like and even if you get into like enforcing I think like right now the the stay-at-home rules here in st. Petersburg where I'm at you know as we roll those out over the next week you know there's going to be so much placed on an officer's judgment. I mean, even more so than, than probably ever, because, you know, do you tell somebody to go home? Do you, I mean, you can't arrest everybody if they don't listen. Um, I, 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 I gotta say, I don't envy the average, you know, cop out on the street right now on, on, on a regular basis. I can't imagine what it's going to be like if you're having to enforce some, you know, uh, curfews and things like that. Um, let me ask you about this. I thought uh, Sheriff Cronister made a good point, the word curfew being kind of a pejorative. Uh, I think that was him yesterday at the, the policy group meeting. Do you agree with that assessment that we sh that 
curfew is kind of a bad or an ominous word, or where do you come down on 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 that kind of um, policy? Well, I think we're we've gotten to the point where we're playing semantics. Um, you know, Mayor Castor a few days earlier um, has pushed for a you know stay in place, uh, safer at home, sheltering, but whatever you want to call it. And then the the emergency policy group um, policy group came up with the curfew. The sheriff brought up some good points. Um, I think they're playing semantics at this point. And the bottom line is we need for people to stay home. Fair enough. All right. So I want to ask you the question that we ask everybody, when did coronavirus get real for you? I mean, you get access to information that the average person does not. But when did it so when did it uh, flash to you that this is going to be a little bit more different? And now it's turned out to be a lot more different. Uh, when is this going to be? Uh, when did that happen for you? You know, it, it was early March when it really started hitting, you know, and, and I started paying attention to it when I saw what Seattle was going through because the chief of police in Seattle, Carmen Best, she's a friend of mine. Um, when I started paying attention to my colleagues in law enforcement that I know nationally and some of the things they were going through. And, you know, we have a network of text messaging and emails and things like that. And then, you know, it was slowly creeping its way into Florida. And, you know, I, I don't say this sarcastically, but it, it is kind of sarcastic that an Irish chief on St. Patrick's Day shutting down pubs was uh, <laughs> we have a real we have the real deal coming. That's that's good. Um, OK, I know you've got some recommendations that you can give on how to be a better citizen, et cetera. Um, you can give those. But we you know, we'd love to hear what maybe I mean, at, at some point you've got to go home. I mean, you're probably working 20 hours a day right now. Maybe I, I just round the clock, basically. How are you and yours getting by uh, in this very trying period? Well, you know, um, fortunately or unfortunately, for two months I chased after a serial killer. And we're, we're used to this. We're used to dealing with hurricanes. You know, think of this as a hurricane. You know, now we're getting such notice on potential hits of hurricanes. creates a bit of a panic and everybody goes and buys up all the water and now apparently toilet paper too. And then seven, eight days later, it turns right and it missed us. Well, now it looks like the storm is right on the cusp of hitting. Um, huge wake up call when we have a police officer yesterday who tested positive for the COVID-19. And so, you know, that is, it's kind of, we're used to dealing with marathons instead of sprints. I think that is where we're at. That's what I've tried to um, incorporate into the Tampa Police Department mentality is this is not going to be a sprint. It's going to be a marathon. And I think yesterday when we had that positive testing, that was the start of the race. And we need to make sure that we keep the pace going so that we can last through the marathon. What is one smart recommendation that people can be doing? I mean, I get it, stay at home, but is there is there like a second level a recommendation that you can offer to people that are listening here? You know, I, I think we have to try and keep things in context. I'm a, a big um, concern of mine is the mental health crisis that's going on in our country. And I feel like a, not enough people are aware of it. Not enough people care about it. And that's what I concern about people's mental health. And that's what they need. You know, they need to go out. They can go out for a walk. They can go out for a jog as long as they're practicing social distancing, it's not going to be an issue, especially under this 
directive or order or whatever we want to call it that's going to be out there. You're going to be able to exercise and get out of the house. They need to be able to, you know, relax and mentally clear their minds, you know. And I like to give the example of we're not going to stop you for going out for a jog. We're going to stop you if you're jogging down the street and you have a flat screen TV on your shoulder. <laughs> that is what people need to keep in mind. You know, we're not, this isn't going to become a police state, but make no mind, you know, we are going to arrest people who break the law. The Hillsborough County Jail is open for business. TPD is open for business. We're looking at educating people. But if you end up breaking the law, not necessarily these these directives, but the law, you're going to get arrested and go to jail. On that serious note, I appreciate your time this morning, Chief. Um, hopefully we can check back in with you in a couple of weeks. Maybe this will have uh, peaked and we will start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Please keep up the great work and thanks for being on. Uh, thanks so much and please be careful out there. Take care.